Hey everyone, it's Ophie back for another round of Starstruck with Vanessa Montgomery from Astro Hi. All Stars. Hey, she's in Australia. Here it is, the end of 2019. I'm freezing here in New York, and my Sag sister down under is uh, sitting there in the sun with what, what was that? Uh, that frangipanis. Frangipani season, apparently. <laughs> Well, it's uh, Frappuccino season here because it's pretty good. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, that's awesome. bad Sag humor, but welcome, Vanessa. And Hi. Vanessa is the author of Star Power, uh, an awesome, adorable book that I see everywhere here in the States. It's at all our urban outfitters and cute gift shops. And um, yeah, we're going to be talking what two Sag women would be expected to talk about the role of activism, specifically feminism and the women's movement and how we think that might be evolving into the 2020s. So, you know, what had you be interested in that besides being a Sag with an Aries moon? Maybe that was <laughs> really just the impetus. I think it's the Aries moon is really feeling the vibe. But um, I've always had this strong uh, feeling of feminism and, you know, really been very aware of, you know, when I'm being limited because of my gender, you know, told I'm going to get married and have children. You know, I'm four years old. Like, no, I have other <laughs> plans. I'm going to travel. I'm going to study Sagittarian plans. And, um, Hashtag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's always been my dream. So... I'm just really noticing now how opportunity is knocking and there's this real wave of, um, you know, they call it third wave of feminism, second being in the 70s, 60s, 70s. And now it's really risen up and <clears throat> I'm looking at the astrology and, um, you know, as a reason why, like what does the astrology say about it? It's definitely not going away. And the other thing I was thinking, you know, what's changed? Why now? And I think it's clearly because we have access to information. Everyone has access to information and there's more voices, you know, women's voices. So once someone starts talking about something, other people see it and these people wouldn't have had a voice before. So, you know, I feel the vibe and it can, it can roll and grow as well because there's no one to moderate it and shush it down. So why do you think astrology and feminism are kind of mashing up a lot on social media, social justice, activism? It's become a thing within the astrology mm. community or parts of it, especially online. Do you have any theories yeah. on that? Well, it, is, it does seem to be mostly women into astrology and, and on socials as well. It's mostly women. So it's like we finally have this global forum, actually which is unprecedented, unprecedented. That's never happened ever before in history. So you know, this, the, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. It's like, it's revealing, it's revealing the truth of things and it's revealing a potential um, that can happen and that potential is happening. And then um, on the side of that is we all have access to making money in a different way. So we're getting more independence and more financial power, more personal power. And you know, that's the game changer, I think. So. I think uh, historically, too, in the stars, here we are wrapping up the 2010s decade where Uranus, which is about technology and revolution and innovation, was in Aries, which is the sign of self, uh, you know, mm. encouraging that outspokenness, 
anger to be voiced, um, you know, just people to yes. speak up for individual and personal rights. So here we are wrapping up a decade where it was, uh, you know, predominantly that. And I think that caused it to explode through technology and social media as well. Now we're going yes. to a decade that'll be Uranus and Taurus half and Uranus and Gemini, which is all the new ideas and communications. So we'll talk about how that might spark more. Um, yes. One of the things that I've learned in my research, some of my background is in women's publishing, and I also worked for Gloria Steinem and Ms. Magazine for about a year at the turn of the century. Um, and so I had a little peek behind the curtain of the second to third wave feminist shift. Um, but uh, one of the things that I love from history is that there were these cookbooks that the suffragists used to share, these women's suffragist cookbooks, and they would hide these little revolutionary recipes in the cookbooks because it was where men would never think to look. It was hiding in plain sight. So Tali and I have this theory that astrology is like the new suffragist cookbook. It's a thing that maybe, mm. you know, not all men, because men are really coming around to astrology, but for a long time it's been mocked and treated as fluff or, you know, women's magazine filler fodder, you know, birdcage liner. But we've been tucking these revolutionary messages into horoscopes, you know, or we can, mm. and they're hiding in plain sight, just like in these cookbooks. So I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of loving that that's, that it's still ours for now, so. Yeah, that's interesting, actually. I didn't know that. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's a good point. It is really enmeshed in. I think it's definitely, oh, the other thing I'm thinking of is, well, actually, I'll go back to the Uranus in Aries. You're right, that definitely, it really kicked things off in a big way. And now the Aries vibe is continuing through with um, Chiron in Aries yeah. for the next that's however many years eight years, seven or eight years, and then it will, it will, you know, do a changeover again with Neptune into Aries. So that Aries vibe is going to continue right through next decade of 2020, this, dec this decade. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I think that's an imbalance as well, like that, that assertive sort of action principle, that right to be strong and powerful, it's just going to continue and open up. So Uranus in Aries, you know, women went to the gym and got strong and strong, powerful women became fashionable as well as selfies. But apart from yeah, that, hey, that was a big turn, wasn't it, in the trend? And so I think with Chiron in Aries, um, you know, that's the wounded healer and the healing journey that's going to continue bringing up even deeper wounding around that masculine principle because it's there's no gender there's no masculine or feminine but it's been divided of course yes. so i think that's a big thing and then on the other side yeah we've got uranus in taurus very feminine planet um you know feminine and all the capricorns so pluto and saturn and now jupiter in capricorn which is ready for a rebrand because that's a feminine planet and we see it as you know and this annoys me no end little things you know always saturn is he and 
It's like an old man. Yeah, this let's white, talk about this hour. genderizing the planets. I mean, we do it sometimes too, and I'm always like, oh no, it. How do we personify the planets and do we call them they, them? (laughs) I don't know, you know. Well, that's the thing. I would love a new term, like people are using it, they, and them, but I'd love just a new, new terms, like fresh. But when I was writing Star Power, this was a real point. Like I ended up just saying it. Sometimes I'll say she. I never really say he because we're women reading this mostly and that's been annoyance to me through my whole life everything's he i'm just not relating yeah it's really something to think about when you're writing horoscopes like (laughs) because you know in mythology mars is a he saturn is a he so you know a lot of astrologers want to stay true to the mythology and then you know and then it's very generational well this is this is a thing this is a thing and we're diverging a little bit more i suppose here but it was rebranded to that. So before that, originally, you know, Babylonian, Minoan, um, Sumerian, that's where our astrology comes from, ancient Egypt. It was, they were feminine, um, you know, and all those gods, they were originally female deities and the male sort of came up, like marriage kind of killed it all. That's when things changed. <laughs> but um, these, the males came up, you know, that was sort of like an underling or a friend or whatever, or a cousin. And then they were married and then, oh, they had the power and the original goddess, if she was even written in anymore, was just kind of like over here. So yeah, it's true. The mythology that we use now, it's like, it's so old and times have changed and we need to rebrand that and bring back you know, these can be female archetypes as well as male archetypes. And it's really hard to relate to, I think, you know, the Sun, Saturn and Mars particularly, when it's all like male stuff. And I think we've got to really start to break that down somehow because if we are going to see ourselves differently and step into this opportunity that's right on our doorstep right now, we need to start changing that. So I guess... In terms of activism, which is what my talk is about, that's how I'm doing it personally. You know, activism can come in all different shapes and sizes and it can be small steps. And I think at the end of the day, it's all those little decisions that you make and all those little steps that you take that create the bigger picture and the journey. So for me, when I'm writing anything to do with astrology and putting it out there, that's at the forefront of my mind. And I use language that's very, and I noticed you guys do too, mm-hmm. which I've always loved about you, very Sagittarian. It's very positive, <laughs> very open. Yeah, and language, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's very, it's very empowering because it's positive. It's not the cat and the negative side of don't do this. It's like, well, this is your option. Like if, if you, you can know what you don't want, but if you don't give an option and create a potential and a future and well what then like being creative you're still sort of stuck over here mm-hmm. so for me that's my little that's my activism <laughs> it can be not, it's not that. little because we're writers and and as astrologers mm-hmm. anyone who writes astrology it's being read very widely now yeah you, you actually again it's that whole that's that cookbook principle it's like astrology mm-hmm. is not going to change the world Maybe it is. It's some of the most red, sticky content 
on the mm. internet in an age of technology everybody's astrologizing everything um, and so we actually can play our part in being deliberate about um you know how we may incorporate modern gender fluid non-binary language yes regardless of our own orientation or you know mm -hmm. just to sort of reflect the changing world with ours you know i feel like not everyone wants to do it so like, why can't it be the way it's always been and then others are like well let's adapt this industry along with the with the times as they evolve and become inclusive because ultimately astrology has always been loved well not always maybe but you know, <laughs> the times that i've grown it's always been loved for being a place where people feel understood and included rather than alienated so is it is the world going to stop spinning if, if uh, you know astrology isn't as inclusive you know when you when you talk about it it could sound silly but you know it is mm. a haven for a lot of people it's it's where you know i was publishing our multicultural women's magazine hughes when i discovered astrology and fell in love with it in the mid 90s and it was a huge watershed moment and i don't think it was a coincidence that it overlapped because here we were writing about themes of diversity and identity politics and yet we found astrology as a of a, a language that could go beyond that even like mm. we're dealing with all the you know the things that we're dealing with individually based on our cultural and gender and other identities but astrology was like this okay it's like this explains parts of me that nothing about yes. what i was born into you know uh, race or religion or culture wise does so yeah so much so so i think you know because um you know how we think and language really forms our world like it's a framework so astrology we are using it as a framework more than ever to understand things it's an outlook and how do i even yeah how do i even get a handle on something so I think us, us kind of putting that out there and changing it is developing that handle, really, which is why it's so up for a rebrand. And to remember, yeah, those myths were rebranded, like, extremely, like they were turned right around. So now perhaps we've done both polarities and it's time to, well, Neptune's in Pisces, which is all about um, that fluidity and bringing everything into union. Like, why not go to that third place where we can just be people yeah. <laughs> regardless of the gender you know I just I think that we have that behind us in terms of opening it all up with some sort of rebrand for I sure know, it. it's happening uh, if you mentioned a rebrand I love that word of Capricorn <laughs> because Capricorn is the preeminent energy of 2020 if you've watched any of the starstruck really videos um, yet uh, it's all about the capricorn and capricorn as you pointed out is a feminine planet but it's also the daddy the patriarchy the male the, so it's, it's almost as paradoxical it is very gender fluid mm -hmm. in many ways because it goes back and forth between being a feminine yin planet and mm -hmm. dad so <laughs> <laughs> so that's confusing isn't it when you think about it and it's true it's so it is a feminine planet it's an earth all the earth signs are feminine 
um, ruled by Saturn, which then we would think that, well, where's the feminine and matriarch in that? Because we see Saturn as an old white guy with lots of power. You know, and it's that's how he's been branded. He needs a rebrand, like you he said. needs a rebrand. <laughs> they need a rebrand. It needs a right? rebrand. <laughs> Let's Absolutely. It. Uh-huh. So it's like so. Where for women is that Saturnian vibe? Like, where is that Capricorn vibe? How how do we get in touch with that if we see it as a masculine principle? And it's true. It it does seem to represent. Um, you know, uh, the larger corporations and certainly the government and government power. But I think that's because it's all been like, I don't know, it's been pushed into this corner. So if anything, looking back in history, especially with Capricorn, because it's a sign that really rules history and tradition. So I had a little look back. And again, originally it was the women that were the architects of society which is, you know, Capricorn is the architect of society, really. And um, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of power to be like Pluto's in Capricorn. So that's like, it's a volcanic, it's like breaking everything down and, and sort of spewing the guts out of again. So I think that's our opportunity now to, A, we have to realize and identify that we have access to this Capricorn energies and not just to sort of give it away because energy has to go somewhere, right? So if you don't embrace it, someone else will. So Pluto's power, um, Saturn is, you know, it's also control. They're both sort of similar in that way and they're meeting up next year. There's a lot of planets in Capricorn. So really think about this. Yeah. It is Capricorn year. Yeah. (laughs) A decade really. So, yeah, like it's the little things that you do again. Where are you taking, you know, keywords for uh, Pluto and Saturn? Where are you taking responsibility in your life? Where are you taking control? How are you managing your power, your personal power, which is very much Pluto, um, and responsibility for your life, you know, and not being too like bang, bang, bang against something just take it here and don't worry about that. Just create that. I guess that's the challenge because I think, you know, with Uranus and Aries for most of the 2010s, it was anger towards something that was necessary. Mm. You know, Uranus and Aries began with the Arab spring, you know, it was like people who felt oppressed, silent, not free speaking out against that. And Pluto and Capricorn, uh, the cycle going from 2008 to 2024, about shaking up systems, Mm. institutions, governments, patriarchy, all of that. Um, It's given rise to this real, you know, boom of feminism being like, you know, like I've never seen this, you know, feminism go mainstream, you know, it's like mainstream with the Me Too movement began. and there's just, there's a lot of kind of stuff, gunk that's been buried coming up. And with yep. Pluto meeting up with Saturn, January, 2020, you know, we're going to see where this is all leading. But you mentioned something before we started chatting on camera. Um, so the last time Saturn and Pluto met in Capricorn uh, to shake up the patriarchy or maybe expose some of it was 1518 and you mentioned the witch hunts so 
Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, just looking back in history, I thought that was an interesting thing. You know, we've got the rise of um, the feminine and a lot of things that have been repressed that are associated with that, which, you know, a big one is obviously the whole witchy sort of rebrand and vibe. Yes, and, witches and feminists of all kinds. Yeah, and that's, Some that's overlapping, yeah. And I think it's just a lot of it's yeah. a lot of it's the face of that. It's just a different way of going about things. Same with the whole manifesting principle. It's not just this like, uh, you know, you work, you do this. Like actually, there's magic in the world as well, and there's different ways of doing things. Literally manifesting, and yeah, the witch thing, which is like a respect, which is just a human thing, a respect for nature and cycles, and you know, a different sort of level of creation. You know, it's 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 all equal both ways so I thought you know that's having such a huge revival who's ever seen anything like this before also mainstream with feminism mainstream along with you know smash the patriarchy which is quite extreme as well very Pluto but um yeah so the reformation started basically when Pluto went into Capricorn uh in yeah what was it 1516 and then um, Martin Luther, I've got my notes here, Martin Luther yep. started basically a political and religious revolution. It was October 1517, that, uh, yeah. that right before January 1518, the exact Pluto-Saturn uh, Pluto meetup. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Um, nailed a petition of 95 complaints to a church door. And the thing was, at the time... Um, that pushed him over the edge was there was excess. So Capricorn follows on from Sagittarius, of course. <laughs> and <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. I'm pretty open to living a high vibe life of excess, you know. My whole, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, I wish. Twice, yeah. <laughs> but things are a cycle. And I have noticed looking back in history, you know, there's all the big bubbles that we have. Usually there's something in Sagittarius. The recessions we have, usually when we go into or a planet, a major planet goes into Capricorn. Like most times that's the case. So the GFC, of course, bub- before that we were having a big Jupiter bubble yeah. when Pluto was in Sagittarius and then um, it went into Capricorn and as many astrologers were predicting there was a massive crash. So back in 15, mid or early-ish 1500s, the same thing, like the church was the power. They were having massive, there was literally, what was this guy's name? Pope Leo, living, mm-hmm. living large like a Leo. He would have 65 course banquets. They were just using up all the money having a massive awesome party, obviously through the Pluto and Sagittarian years. (laughs) And people were just having enough. And so uh, Martin Luther nailed his complaints to a door and it basically started a revolution where the church split. And so with this splitting of power, the churches had to vie for followers basically because that's where they got their money because the constituents of course would pay the church so the churches had to prove like or basically compete with each other to um, gain the followers so they'd show exercise power and show that you know we're looking after you we can deal with evil and so they basically came up um, with this spin on witches and you know 
women being evil and we, we can hunt them out. We can protect you from these evil women. <laughs> and so they basically made all this hype so that they fostered fear in people and then they could come in and solve the problem. Yeah. Which, of course, we see politicians use all the time now. Yeah, the witch hunt term. I was thinking that, too. It's like that has become... But male politicians have been using the term witch yes. hunt during this Pluto and Capricorn, which is really interesting because yeah. two churches were using witch hunts to compete for, you know, almost like an advertising and marketing campaign. Absolutely. Catholic Protestant, who killed the most witches? Not to make light <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, Who's got your back? And it's that right. polarity of the us and them, us and them, which is used all the time. So again, coming back to the Neptune with the in Pisces, you know, finding that union and that place of we're all one and we're all similar is a much safer zone to be in. And when you think like that, you can't be manipulated as easily. Um, but yeah, so feeling that there's a witch hunt vibe in the air with Pluto and Capricorn, you know, that that is an experience that a lot of people may be having at times. Mm. Um, what it what it says to me is the need for a rebrand for Capricorn too, from oh, like, desperately. You know, like this moralistic right wrong, you know, it's almost become this like, you're witch hunting me. No, you're witch hunting. Me. And it's just it's yeah, don't buy into it. drama going on here. Absolutely, you know? <laughs> the drama. So don't watch the answers. Don't buy into it. Yeah, what's the rebrand on Capricorn is that um, Capricorn originally, yeah, was matrilineal, was the matriarch. It was like, we just take care of all of you. We build society. Um, we take control, responsibility for ourselves and for society and others. And um, I do think, like, I keep coming back to that Neptune in Pisces because I think that's really going to help help usher in, you know, a bit more. And that's definitely part of the picture here. Well, let's but, play yeah. a game as Sages. Let's rebrand the planets, you know? We're all walking fan agencies. <laughs> let's try it. How can well, we rebrand Saturn and Capricorn? <laughs> thinking maybe the provider. No. Yeah, well, um, let's rebrand. So let's look at, let's look for um, living examples right now. And so I'll go to, it's, I think Capricorn is, you know, it's admit, female administrative power. It is power. It is government. It is, you know, people in places that can affect change and make structures and systems that work for society. That's the point of Capricorn. So I can't help think of, like, there's so many women now in government. There's so many women now, heads of countries. The head of the so IMF, Christine Lagarde. She's a, she is a Capricorn. I mean, there's a lot of powerful Capricorn women right now. Who yeah. are literally embodying this. So mm -hmm. They are. And um, there's heaps. And there's a lot that, I think, is it Finland? Um, right. Oh, yeah. Alexandria, um, Capricorn? not oh, yeah, Capricorn, she's not but she's an example of Capricorn. Alexandria. AOC, <laughs> she's a she's a, a a Libra. She is she was born when Saturn was in Capricorn. Oh, that's interesting. She's in her so Saturn she's return, her return. Right yeah, and so she's young. She is, and the Finnish the Finnish so, president yeah. prime minister too young. Her whole cabinet's young. They're all women. Well, a lot of women. They they're like. Yeah, early 30s. I know. I haven't looked at, which is, which is interesting because Capricorn and Saturn rule age and time and wisdom. Mm. We're seeing 
this challenge, you know, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, we're seeing a redefining of almost what age and wisdom mean too, a shake up yes. to that, a challenge to that. There's a lot of people who are born during a time when there was a stellium, uh, Uranus, uh, Pluto, sorry, not Uranus, Pluto, Uranus, Saturn, and Neptune, sorry, in, uh, in Capricorn. Yeah, right. Uh, late yes. 80s, early 90s, a very unique period when there was this cluster of Capricorn planets and they are showing up almost as these very serious, like early 30s, late 20s, like we're here to run stuff. So looking at the, the era when you were born and what was happening then, you know, we everyone comes in with their assignment at their time that they were born. So there's, um, mm, who's that's a good point. who has a right to take a seat of power is something that we're going to be looking at, I think, into the 2020s because of this mm. Capricorn remix that's going on. So um, you just had me thinking that. But even like to rebrand beyond <laughs> female, male, just like what yes. is the energy of Capricorn, of Saturn or Capricorn that we can all tap into no matter mm. how we identify or how we were born biologically. So yeah, an energy of providing, of accountability, of um, leadership. I mean, the world Definitely. needs more of all of that resourcefulness. Those are the words that are coming to my mind, just being discerning. Yeah, and responsibility for yourself and seeing how we are, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a group vibe, Capricorn, isn't it? Like Aries is like me fighting. Capricorn's like, yeah, the provider. How can I look after myself and you too? How can we find a place of strength and power that will be enduring and, you know, do things that build for the future? It's very you know, it's an earth sign, they build for the future. How can we implement structures, um, systems, structures and mm -hmm. systems is a big yeah. one for Capricorn. And there's yeah. no gender to people that can make structures and systems. It's just, no. we all in this together, right? you know? Yeah. yeah make ones that work. What about Pluto? Because Pluto could use a rebrand just like <laughs> just like the sign of rules Scorpio but we're not going to touch that now you had your turn Scorpio a couple of years <laughs> but uh Pluto could use a rebrand because it's the god of the underworld and the lord you know karmic avenger kind of which is not very empowering so you know I think of Pluto as the mirror the yeah worker the almost a healer through the shadows like pluto really gets in there like a shaman in a way i don't know if everybody would agree in conferring pluto with sh shamanic credit but you know <laughs> i usually i go in with the shaman and chiron but yeah in certain ways yeah because it's so you've just got to get in and expunge <laughs> with the yeah. pluto Maybe yeah, Pluto in, in Capricorn. How do we rebrand that? I think it's um, not being afraid of your power. It's so much power. And in terms of this whole sort of thing that's happening with world power, mm -hmm. you know, not to be afraid of that feeling, you know, to you've just got to face it or it will be done to you. Like I think with the planets and the energies, you work them or they will work you through someone yeah. else. So I think that a lot of us are, you know, afraid of that, that real power. Like there's that um, quote, 
uh, when what is it when women wake mountains move like or mountains tremble or and it's true like there's more women born than men if we're going to go into gender there's more women in the world there just is so that's more than half the population if each woman just sort of steps up into that power the world changes in a blink of an eye Mm-hmm. but it's you know it's all our own solo individual journeys to get in touch with that feeling that you want to push away a lot of the time you know as a Sagittarius I'm pretty in some ways driven but also light and fluffy I don't have that Scorpio vibe that can just go into things you know I've relied on friends that are heavily Scorpio just to kind of hold my hand Let me for both of us so. yeah <laughs> share it around and yeah the sag combo for you guys helps promote and, and share that which is amazing i've had to i've had to outsource but um yeah <laughs> I, I think that's what we have to do yeah it's powerful it's a powerful woman it's a powerful man it's a powerful person it's a powerful wherever you are on the spectrum it's just not fearing i think with the saturn and the pluto there can be a lot of fear because they are powerful and i think we've been taught to give that away mm-hmm. be- because then we're easily manipulated and that's the other side of pluto is that manipulation yeah. so yeah you've got to own it or it will own you yeah how would you sure. rebrand I, I pluto? Like, like everything you said um yeah i think ownership of everything mm-hmm. um pluto and capricorn i think like getting ourselves out of the blaming and the echo chambering mm. and just really like going the shaming, deeper, the shaming. Mm. like we have, you know, one of the starstruck uh, episodes is about shame and transforming it. And I've actually had really interesting conversations with some of the male astrologers that, um, that have come over, you know, come on the show and to talk about like, you know, what, what is the role of men now? Like, is it a little bit of a, it's just, it's an identity crisis time for men. <laughs> I think Pluto is, Pluto and Capricorn is embracing the identity crisis of gender mm. because it's in a, tr- it's in a transitional period, you know, mm. not, not necessarily a gender transition the way we think of it, but we're all in a gender transition of sorts, you know, and yeah. Um, we're all having some sort of gender reassignment, celestial surgery in a way <laughs> because, you know, what, you just, it's, it's not what it was. Um, and that's, but people are still adjusting mm. to uh, what role to play, what role feels like the right role for you naturally. How do you even yeah. know? things are still being imposed on you. How do you get them off of you or how do you embrace the ones? And I think we're in a, in a, we've had more questions and we have had answers. And I think in the new mm. decade, there are gonna, that's gonna continue, but we have a lot more, like you said at the very beginning, information. We have more yes. information than ever. So we're gonna be able to meet those questions of the 2020 mm. with a database of information and references from the last 20 years of being in the millennium and all of the things that third wave feminism and all the different activist movements and how they've evolved have given us. So that's now going to blend with these spiritual modalities that have grown and exploded in the 2010s as well. So that's interesting. Like I'm, as you're speaking, like my feeling is it's like, you know, in that chrysalis stage, you know, everything's kind of mashing in and that's the opportunity. That's the creative space. And Capricorn is going to push for crystallization. So I think 
Yeah. Yeah. We're getting mashed now, which I think is exciting. I've lived for this day forever. I really want <laughs> those things to break open for women and men because no one wins in a polarity. Like no one wins. You can be anything. It doesn't matter your hair color or your gender or your ethnicity you know we're all human and we have all that's the thing with the astrology we have all these archetypes we have all the planets all the signs in our chart and it does charts don't have a gender right or it's a, it's a, a nice nothing. reprieve from you know like like all of the the facets of your identity in the world well they matter because they're it's like we live in a world where we can't ignore them. They're forced to matter. And then they matter because they're part of who you are. But the, yeah, astrology is such a great break from some mm. of the heaviness or burden of that that can come with that, where you have the, the archetypes to play mm. inside of, like you just said. It's just, it's more fun, you know, to play it with is. your identity. It's different. And I think language, it's but. creative, isn't it? Like you can sort of get a bit of detachment and step aside. When I use it in, counseling it's just you know my clients will say it's just really helped them to step aside and you know you're not going to take things as personally you're not yeah. going to resist as hard you just get this space to sort of start playing with ideas and start to open them up and start to apply that well what if what if we did this what would that look like what would that feel like and that is a great way to use astrology and the archetypes and the signs and the planets and start to literally rebrand. And then you get to see that and think, oh, well, what resonates? Oh, I like that idea. I could take a bit of that on. And yeah, you're right. Identity, it is important, but it's also extremely flexible and you are the creator. You can yeah, do whatever you that's like. Different than you can change it that's different than like, this is what I was born as. So I have to take a stand and, yeah, you know, versus like, okay, this is my chart and there's this room to interpret it. And mm -hmm. these different of assets of my identity, maybe I want to turn up the volume on one or turn down the volume on another. Yes. Like you, the word you use, it really stood out to me was creative. Yes. Like we, to be able to create who we are instead of being told who we are. But I mean, listen, we're two Sagittarians. This is what we live for everyone to have, to champion for the world. Absolutely. You having the freedom to say who you are to the mm -hmm. world and, and be that and have that be seen and embraced versus rejected and silenced and shut down. Like, if you want to give me a soapbox, that's the one I'm getting on. <laughs> I okay, bet you are too. <laughs> yeah, well, we need two of them, please. So <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's yeah, it's championing whatever you want. It's the freedom. We're mutable signs. Like we understand you can adapt and you can, you know, Sagittarius is about expansion. Like you can expand yourself. You didn't stop when you were born. You didn't stop at two or ten or twenty, I hope. You know, and here's, a, here's coming back to Capricorn. It's about uh, that journey of growth to wisdom over time. Yeah. You don't just stop. You, you keep sort of building and adding to yourself and what you're doing and your idea of self and your world that also benefits other people. And that's where the Capricorn as a, you know, the third earth sign, it's transpersonal, it's concerned with the wider society and realizing your impact on the wider society and all those choices you make, and especially because we can make them public now, we put them out there and then other people can see a new way modelled and they might take a little thing from that. But you living authentically, which is such a big Capricorn big word. 
yeah. massive, authentically, just sets the pace for other people. And I think that's one of the main um, benefits of actually the internet at the moment is that all these different diverse, extremely diverse voices, they're not, they're just, there's more diversity growing because of it. And you, you're leading the way by example. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. Well, wow, mm. this is a, a lot of awesome stuff to think about uh, for the 2020s and just, you know, sure, we're getting sage philosophical here, but, <laughs> you know, it all matters. It's all, like you said, little bits, little things it's, you can do. They add up to that snowball. Look at a decade. Look back at where we were in 2010 and where we are now. All the small things, you know, that mm -hmm. have, have gotten us to this big picture now. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what we do with all the knowledge and information that we've shared between us, you know, the influence of Saturn and Jupiter and Sagittarius for part of the 2010s that made us a global society. And, you know, for better or worse, you know, you can get a green juice in almost any major city in the world now, or, you know, a vegan meal or whatever. Uh, like that was not happening 10 years ago. Um, get wi-fi almost anywhere in the world or calls yes. on whatsapp from almost anywhere in the world like i ordered a pizza in tulum and had it brought to the report the resort on whatsapp i don't know if that's a good thing we won't even touch that one but i did do it you know uh, one night and uh, that wasn't even happening a couple of years before so how will we work with this energy responsibly, resourcefully, and to connect mm. more. It's a conversation I, I'm glad we started today. Having, <laughs> and I hope that everyone watching will think about and continue and add their ideas too. So where can people find you, Vanessa? Uh, or what projects are you looking forward to the most for this new decade? Well, <laughs> well I'm really taking on board that, you know, that Capricorn vibe of it's really about making tangible things, thinking of, yeah, how can you help create tangibly for society? What's your impact on society and being very responsible with that in a Sagittarian way. <laughs> and I'm, I really feel the vibe um, for just continuing to write more books and how I can do that to, you know, to benefit whoever reads them, it's really, it's coming from that place, which is where my first book came from as well, actually, certainly to service astrology, but built into that is, yeah, how can I help reform and rebrand the way we think of ourselves and open up um, our views about ourselves and others? Uh, so that's the main thing. I'm really open to new things coming in. I feel like next year will be quite interesting. So just openness to manifesting for the higher good, um, also, you can find me at my website and on socials, Astro All Stars with a Z, S T A R Z dot com. Yeah, awesome. Well, so glad we had this chat and we'll be uh, back for another episode later. I'm sure we'll be doing more, uh, more talks in the new year um, across the time zones, <laughs> evening here, morning okay. there. I know it's so early. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much. And yeah, good luck everyone with the new decade. I think it's really exciting. I just say go for it. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, go for it. It's a new Do decade. Sad. New year. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.